0: Buying a home is a lot like playing baseball. Up. You think you've got it all figured out. Then here comes a changeup.
1: Strike 1.
0: It's easy to get frustrated. Strike 2. That's why you need a coach who knows the game. Okay, here we go. And can guide you around the bases. Talk to a Grow Financial mortgage loan consultant. We'll get you home. Hey, learn more at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is an equal housing lender and is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration.
1: This is S.E. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show. The other day I stopped into one of the branches of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, and they're doing something awesome. They have a big promotion where they're going to be giving away my best selling book, The Negotiating Experience, Your Car Deal, Your Way, to anyone who has opened an account with Grow. If you listen to me, you know that I'm an advocate for credit unions, so make sure you call them. Get your copy of the book. Give me a call at the station here at the Talk Network, and I'll make sure I get it autographed for you. Only on the Legal Legally Steal Show, we're bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and with Grow
0: Financial. It's time for Legally Steal with your host, S.E. Day.
1: It's me. I'm back. Hey, another weekend. Of course, it's one of the busiest weekends of the year. It's Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday weekend. It's the weekend where all the deals are. But... Are they really deals? Well, what we've been looking at over the years is we've become conditioned. We've become conditioned to play along with the retailers this time of the year. And, of course, this show is befitting because it falls right in on the weekend. And, of course, I'm going to be bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet and giving you some tips and clues of things you need to do to make sure you save money, as well as not be taken by the whole Black Friday hype. Uh, Remember, it's it's, it's the shopping season. It's hot. We want to make sure we get the gifts. We want to make sure we have them ready to go under the tree Christmas morning. We want to make sure that we don't disappoint friends and families. Why? Because we want to make sure we have those gifts there. The retailers know this. They do this every year. And what gets me, what gets me is we are smart shoppers. We are smart people. But we always get taken by the come in on Black Friday, stand out in the cold, wherever you are in America, and get the best deals. But what's happening is we splurge. We spend. We will max out our credit cards. We will blow our debit or blow our budget budget. And we don't think about it until the next year. So one of the things that, you know, I want to do on this show is I did a pre-recorded interview with a guest who's going to talk about credit later on, um, later on in the show, uh, definitely things that you need to know about things that ways that you can boost your credit during the holiday season and ways that you don't have to get in trouble during the holiday season. Now, um, there are things that that you should be aware of right now that's taking place. I mean, you heard, here's some things that, you know, things that you should avoid in making, you know, that way you don't make costly mistakes. But these are things that you should know already. It's like, don't open a store credit card. Why? Why, you say, S.E., why should I not open a store credit card they're offering me 20%, 10% off of my purchase right now, so why shouldn't I take it? Well, here's the deal. First of all, opening that store credit card, your interest rate is going to be around 22.9%, if not higher. The amount that you're going to be borrowing is going to be very low. You're probably talking about three to $500, if that much, based on your credit. So why would you want to carry that debt? Um, into the new year, so another small bill that you're going to have to contend with, all because you wanted to make a couple of purchases and put them on credit. And here's the other thing, the thing that most people don't know. It will hurt your credit score. Guaranteed, by opening that little credit card, it will hurt your credit score. So that's item number one, things you want to avoid. Item number two, don't buy gift cards why not buying gift cards tend to i know it's 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 an easy thing for you to the be the purchaser of the card because you say listen i don't have to rack my brain around buying a gift i just buy the gift card now give the gift card to a person think about this you can kind of relate a gift card to the old um what was the kind of cake that they used to give out every year the old fruit cake that people hated you thought it was a nice gift, but people will leave the fruit cake in a box and never open it. Well, the same thing tends to happen to to store credit cards, not store credit cards, the gift cards. If you're not looking, if the person that you're giving the gift card to is not a, accustomed to gift cards, you give that person a gift card, it's going to sit in their desk, it's going to sit in their purse, in their wallet. They're going to forget about it because it doesn't have meaning for them. So don't buy gift cards unless the person that you're buying the gift for requests a gift card. The other thing is, what you don't realize or you may not realize, is it's instant money for the retailer. Think about it. They sell in one day, they sell 1,000 gift cards at, you know, 50 bucks. They just made some serious money. They just made $50,000 in retail money gift cards, $50,000, those cards may never be used. And the other side of those gift cards, you have to be careful because if you don't use them in like a 12-month time frame, then they start charging um, for usage of the card. They'll start deducting that amount. If it's a $100 gift card, $50 gift card, they'll start deducting that amount. So you have to be careful on that. So don't buy gift cards unless a person actually requests them. Okay. Uh, another another item you want to be careful of. When you go into the store, especially this time of year, people buy a lot of computers, a lot of uh, electronic equipment. Don't buy the extended warranty. If you're buying it on a credit card, most of your credit cards will cover the extended warranty. Now, here's a, here's something that most people don't realize. If you have a credit card in your wallet, I'm telling you, they may eat you up on interest and however they charge, but I can tell you this. Credit card companies are in line with their, con- with their customers, not the retailers. So if you buy, let's say you went and you bought a computer. Your computer might have a one-year manufacturer's warranty on it. But if you bought that thing on, say, like an American Express or a Visa, if I'm not mistaken, American Express will extend that warranty on the manufacturer's warranty up to a year. So you now have two years on that. So don't buy the extended warranty when you go into these places like your Office Depot, who as soon as you buy a computer, they're going to push a two-year maintenance plan on you. Um, You buy your phone. You buy your your iPhone or your Android. They're going to push a two-year maintenance plan on you. Don't waste your money. It's additional money that the retailer makes, and they keep that money in their pocket immediately. Item number four things that you should avoid this holiday season. Okay? We'll get to the last one, which is really cool, something that I really, you know, hone in on. But the next one is be careful of layaways. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't do layaways. Well, I can tell you layaways have become very popular nowadays with the economy being the way it is. They've become very popular. Walmart has been running a series of layaway commercials um, and, The thing with layaways is this. There are a couple of things you have to avoid or have to be careful of. Normally, there are upfront fees. I know it's not like the layaway back in the day where you come in and you just put five bucks down and you go on your merry way. A lot of those things have changed because these retailers are looking at making money at every turn, every turn that they can. So if they will put upfront fees on the layaway plan, okay, that's money that they're making. The other thing is, if you put a gift on Layaway, let's say it's, you know, you see it for $49. You put it on Layaway two weeks before Black Friday. Now, Black Friday, you see that same gift for $29. You're not paying $29 for it. You're paying the $49 for it because it's whatever you took it off of their shelves. Whatever price you took it off of, that's the price that you're going to be locked into. So you got to be careful of that. Also, be careful of the policy. If you miss a payment, if you miss a payment on your layaway plan, what happens? Does the merchandise go back out to be resold? If it does, do you get a refund on the money that you've already put in? These are little things, ways that you can avoid. Even though it's that big shopping day of of the year, shopping month, there are ways that you can avoid things. Now, the last one, the one that I really like the most. Negotiate everything. The retailers are begging for your money. They want it so bad they are willing to go above and beyond to make things happen. So right now is your time to hone in on your skills and negotiate. Negotiate the prices. Never pay full price. Never pay full price. Something that I learned, a little story, not for you, but I'm going to show you how we as an American culture have become accustomed to doing things a certain way. 20 years ago, when I was um, still in the army and I was doing, had gone to the Persian Gulf, and this was before the war started, the Persian Gulf War, when we made it to country, you could go in and I can tell you that they don't sell 14-carat gold in Saudi Arabia. It's 18-carat or better and most people who hadn't seen you know pure gold it's not gold like we see it here it has a dark yellowish tint to it now you could go in and negotiate whatever they didn't care the prices were there you can negotiate 6 months 6 months after being in that country these people would not negotiate a thing why because we as Americans, we came in, and whatever price they had listed, that's the price we paid. Because we're coming from America, and we think that when a retailer has a price set, that's what you pay. Not over there. Well, now it is. Because if you go there now, they're not negotiating anything. I actually bought a pair of professional clippers for about 40 bucks. They would retail easily here in the, in the States, in America for well over 300 bucks, But that was shortly after I got there. About six months of being there, I couldn't negotiate anything. And I'm a professional negotiator because they knew if you didn't buy, somebody else would come in and buy it. So now here, you can negotiate here, but people don't do it. We are accustomed to paying the full price, whatever the retailer is asking. Also, shipping costs. Right now, retailers are at your Disadvantage, they will do whatever it need they need to do to get a product out so these are things that you want to be able to go in and say listen uh i'll buy it but i'm not going to pay the shipping cost on it just like you would in negotiating a car you say why would i have to pay the destination cost i'm not going to pay you to have the car shipped to your location so these are just a few pointers that i'm pointing out to you do not get in trouble on black friday now, in about in about 10 minutes, we're going to have a special guest come on. It's a pre-recorded interview of a gentleman. Uh, I wasn't able to get him for the weekend, so I did, decided to go ahead and record that session for you. But it's about credit. Credit has been one of the highest-rated shows that we've had. And, of course, any opportunity to bring that back to you in a more constructive way, not to bore you, but bring that to you, items that you can learn from, things that you can use to build your credit instead of running out and getting, you know, uh, Sears credit cards or Walmart store credit cards, the thing that you have to understand is if you look on the back of those cards, all of those store credit cards, they're normally underwritten by Citibank. So even though you went to this store, let's say you went to Home Depot, you got a store card, you went to Macy's, you got a store card, um, then you went to Walmart. All of those cards are written by the same underwriter. So now you have your hand, even though you have its three cards, Walmart, Macy's, and, and Home Depot, all of those cards are underwritten by Citibank, Citibank card issue. So be careful. Don't get it because it's going to kill your credit. Automatically, as soon as you get it, your credit score is going to go down and you're going to be hit with a high interest rate. For what? One day of the year? Matter of fact, you can keep your money in your pocket, and this is something that I trained my children to years ago, and they become accustomed to it. They're almost grown now. Uh, the last one, three years, and that's it. But I've trained them to don't put so much hype on the shopping day of Christmas. I don't want to get into the whole philosophical or the religious part of it, but what I tell them is save your money. Go shopping the day after Christmas or the Monday after Christmas. And watch how much money you can save because it's year-end. People are getting rid of stuff. You can save a ton of money. So don't waste all of your money just for that excitement of one day. You build up the day for your family. Don't let retailers do it for you, and they are masters at it. So I got a couple of things I want to share with you, some exciting stuff coming up. Um, You know that for this month, I've declared it Bank Transfer Awareness Month. And what I did was I started looking for, I wanted to put out a request for celebrities who were members of credit unions or advocates of credit unions. And in about three weeks, we're going to have Ray Charles Jr., who will be coming to the Legally Steal show. We're going to have him on. He's the author of a new book. Um, It's called You Don't Know Me. And most people don't know that Ray Charles Jr. is the co-producer of the blockbuster movie Ray. So he'll be on, and he's a credit union advocate. So he'll, he'll be on for an interview. I'm going to like that interview. It'll be a live interview. And, of course, I see it opening the doors for many more um, celebrities to come onto the show and express uh, things, that, things that matter most to your wallet from a celebrity style a lot of us look and we say, okay, that's a celebrity. Whether they have for us or we don't, you know, they're too far distant, too disconnected. Well, Ray has a really important story that he wants to share with you, and things that will blow your mind. You'll be like, I don't, I don't believe this. But most people think that he is the one who is really benefiting. You know, he and his brothers and sisters are benefiting from all the money that their father made. He's not. They're not. But that'll be coming up in about three weeks. Uh, Definitely, I'll keep you posted uh, on things that, you know, of that matter, because I want you to be in tune with what we're doing here at the show. Now, I told you that starting December 3rd, we're moving to a different time slot. This is going to be the permanent time slot. It's going to be 11 a.m., okay, 11 a.m. on Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. Now, we may adjust an hour, add an hour maybe 10 to 12 or either 12 to 1. We may add an hour, but the official time is going to be 11 a.m. 3 p.m. is kind of late in the day, and because we're bringing on sponsors now, um, our sponsors want a more proactive time, and I don't blame them. Uh, 3 p.m. is great time, but it's later in the day, and if you're dealing with a car dealer or you're dealing with a credit union or a service company, 3 p.m. on Saturday, their customers are going home. They're getting ready to close up shop for the day. So we're, our, our new time is going to be 11 a.m., and that's going to be a standard time. We're going to keep it there. Like I said, we may add hours or take away hours, but it will be 11 a.m. So I'm going to run a couple of commercials, and then after the break, stay tuned for my interview with Mr. Kellerman, Heath Kellerman. He's a credit expert, something you don't want to miss. Always on the Legally Steal Show, bringing you issues that matter most to your wallet. Hey, Tampa Bay, this is F.C. Day, your host of the Legally Steal Show, Tampa Bay's newest and hottest consumer talk radio show. Tune in to us weekly, Saturdays at 3 p.m., where we're going to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. We'll discuss issues like taxes, finances, home loans, and my favorite, Vehicles. Tune in Saturdays, 3 p.m. We'll make sure you get the information you need
0: to bring you issues that matter most to your wallet. This is Matt Salmon of Lightning Radio. You may think I'm a big famous radio guy, but just like you, I don't like getting nickel and dimed by my bank. That's why I'm a member of Grow Financial Federal Credit Union, while the other guys are charging fees left and right. Grow Financial has free ATMs, a free debit card with no debit card fees, and low rates on credit cards and car loans. Become a member right now at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is federally insured by NCUA and is a proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Buying a home is a lot like playing baseball. You think you've got it all figured out. Then, here comes a changeup. Strike 1. It's easy to get frustrated. Strike 2. That's why you need a coach who knows the game. Okay, here we go. And can guide you around the bases. Talk to a Grow Financial Mortgage Loan Consultant. We'll get you home. Hey. Learn more at growfinancial.org. Grow Financial is an equal housing lender and is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration.
1: Hi, again, this is S. E. Day. I have uh, a special guest on the line today. Uh, We're going to be doing an interview about credit. Now you've been hearing me talk about credit for the last four months and how to build credit for your business. Also to get your personal credit in order. Well, I have found a gentleman. I've been telling you about him. His name is Mr. Heath Kellerman. He's with a company called Business Credit Masters, and we're going to talk a little bit about what Business Credit Masters does, how can it affect you, the individual, and more importantly, what can it do for your business. Uh, Welcome, Heath, I'm glad to have you on the show.
0: Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: Good, good. If you would tell us a little bit about business credit, well, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then a little bit about Business Credit Masters.
2: Okay. Well, again, my name is Heath Kellerman. I'm the owner of Business Credit Master, based out of Arvada, Colorado. Um, I've been in the credit business since about 1999. I started off as a big bad bill collector for Citibank,
0: <laughs> and
2: <laughs> so and I and I really um, didn't enjoy that line of work. I understand that there is a a need to collect on on negative accounts, and as a result of that that type of work, I learned a lot of the ins and the outs about consumer credit, a lot of the misnomers, uh, the things that are true, the things that aren't true, and there's just so much misinformation out there that it became pretty clear pretty quickly that consumers at large needed to have a better idea uh, about how their personal credit works and and try and spin it into a, a something that will help them instead of a liability like it is for so many folks and obviously you know business credit is something that i got into um at the same time as as getting into the personal credit repair process Uh, i started off helping mortgage companies help their consumers that they were turning down for mortgage loans get their scores back up to par so they could get into houses and get into cars that they couldn't buy otherwise okay and the The business credit process is designed around corporations or LLCs because they're their own, they're their own entity. They're just like a person. They have their own social, which is the tax ID number. They have their own name, just like you've got your own name. They've got their own date of birth. As a result, you can establish and build credit for that corporation separate to the ownership. So that's so, something that that I started it, I- integrating into our program as
1: well. Okay, stop it. before you go too far on that. I want I want to ask a question. Now you're saying that in setting up a corporation or an LLC, it in essence becomes an artificial entity or an artificial person, correct?
2: Yeah, I think that's the easiest way to understand it. It's its own entity. Um, the, as far it, it can bind its own contracts. I explain it to folks as it's just like a person. Okay. So that that gives you the ability to have that separation. And, you know, anybody that understands corporations and LLCs, the initial concept is to limit your personal liability.
1: Okay, exactly. Well, let me ask. um, I've been a small business owner or an entrepreneur since 1998, and... In my years of being an entrepreneur, I've only run across one company that did something similar to what you're doing. And, of course, they're not around anymore. I don't know why for what reason. But I do know that in what your company does, by the way, audience, I am a client of Business Credit Masters. Remember, I only bring you things that I believe in and things that I can attest to. I'm a client of Business Credit Masters, and I like what they're doing for me. So I'm bringing him on because I know he can do his company can do the same thing for you. But now that was a little sidebar. But these companies, you don't find this information in in the SBA, the Small Business Administration. And most of the times when you go to set up a company, no one is telling you how to build credit for your business. Am I? Am I? off on that?
2: No, that's correct I mean th- there is some information out there on the internet per se, but a lot of it's misinformation. So when we're talking about the right concept, the right ideas, mm-hmm. you know, nobody told you nobody ever told you through high school how to establish or build your personal credit, did they?
1: No, no one did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if they're not going to tell the people, they're not going to tell the, the the businesses. You know, there there are things through the SBA that are definitely good things for business owners, but um, the concepts around limiting your liability need to extend from just the idea of incorporating into the the arena of credit. And when you use a personal guarantee, when you use your social or your personal credit to guarantee the, the debts for a business, you're breaking down that liability wall. You're pretty much throwing out the window the concept of limiting your liability. You see what I'm saying?
1: Oh, oh yeah, I do. I do. Um and you're right, no one ever told me, I didn't think of it like that, but no one ever told me about personal credit. I really didn't learn about personal credit myself until I was like uh, a sophomore in college when I realized yeah, it's, that.
0: it's school of hard knocks, right? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you, and most of the listeners will know, that once that credit starts on a downslide, you really don't know what to do. Now, in and, and, and credit to the industry, or credit to credit itself. This is something that an individual can do as far as as far as their personal credit. This is something that they can do themselves, correct?
2: Yeah, as far as as far as cleaning up your personal credit, there's a federal statute, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, uh right. the FDCPA, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And what it does is it lays out a guideline, it lays out a step by step guideline on how to clean up your credit. Mm-hmm. Um, in reference to erroneous or inaccurate information um the issue is that when you if you go to court today and you're not an attorney sometimes they'll throw the book at you and yeah. the same thing is true here if you go to the credit bureaus and you don't do it the right way you don't say the right things you don't cite the right portions of the law Absolutely. they just put you on they put you on ignore
1: well i you know i i put it out to the audience like this uh, attorneys don't represent themselves. Doctors don't operate on themselves. And when it comes to business credit or personal credit, if you don't know, and, and this is, you know, repeating what you're saying, if you don't know what you're doing or know what to say, I advise letting somebody else, a professional like Business Credit Masters, take a look at it and do that work for you. Because I can tell you, I've I've done my own credit repair in the past or credit investment, whatever you want to call it and it's a tedious process
2: and that's you know that's very true and i I'd, I'd have to say about 30% of the clients that come on board with us have already tried in some form uh, to repair their own credit and you got to remember there's three credit bureaus yes. there's lots of different creditors and there's and when you look at your credit report not everything is on all three bureaus so keeping all that square
0: is difficult yeah also, it is with, when the credit bureaus respond to you if you're taking care of your own if your own credit repair
2: they say that they've verified something what are you going to do now and that's that's where people get stuck so they'll they'll get a month or so into the process and they don't know where to zig and where to zag in order to actually get rid of this stuff
0: right and there's
2: there's a you know there's lots of different credit repair companies out there that'll send a cookie cutter letter out for you but that's not necessarily effective exactly. what you have to do is you have to hit the credit bureaus you have to hit the original creditors and the collection agencies and in some cases courthouses when we're dealing with tax liens or judgments, bankruptcies, things like that. Right. But the federal laws are written in the consumer's favor, but they have to be used in the consumer's favor the right way, otherwise they get used against you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they'll write it in your favor, but they don't necessarily tell you exactly how to do it and everything you need to know to do it. Sure. Well, listen, something about your program that was very intriguing to me and I've kind of mentioned this before on, on on previous shows, is that you do something a little different. Not only are you enhancing or building the company's credit, but for the same program, you will also do something for the individual's credit as well, right?
2: Well, most of the folks that, that will come to me are coming to me for corporate credit without a personal guarantee as a result of some kind of challenge on their personal credit. Okay. So the original concept, the initial concept is to start building the business credit without using a personal guarantee by using vendor trade accounts, corporate gas cards, Visa, Mastercard accounts, etc. Okay. There is a there's a limit to how much corporate credit you can establish and how much you can get without using financial statements or a personal guarantee. So while hmm. we're building the business credit profile, we also want to take a look at the personal credit. We take a look at all three credit reports. Anything that's negative, collections, charge-offs, bankruptcies, unpaid medical bills, utility bills.
0: Mm-hmm. you want to address
2: all of those and have those fixed over time as well, so that when you get into a much larger purchase for your business, you know, if you call me up and you tell me you need $5 million, you better have a personal guarantee to use. <laughs> and you better have okay. a real strong corporate credit profile as well. Okay. So it's designed around the real expansions for, for small and mid-sized businesses. Mm-hmm. And once you get over 150, 250 thousand, you're going to have to start showing income statements, tax statements that that prove that you can repay a loan that size, wow. or, or if you have the ability to personally guarantee it, you can still get around that. We don't, you know, we don't want you to get in over your head per se.
1: Absolutely. But if you have
2: an if you have an opportunity to expand your business in a big way, if you have a strong corporate credit profile and a strong business, a strong personal credit profile that gives you a lot more borrowing power than just one or the other.
1: Okay. Okay. So you will say that most of the most of the individuals, let's say we're starting out um small business, maybe a mom pop shop as we call it, uh that may not need a million dollar line of credit. Right. You you can work with them on that to build their credit up. But as they grow, and let's say they bring on employees and they start expanding their business to say, you know, regional or nationally, your 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 program can also help them out in that arena as
2: well. That's that's a fact and the you know that's one that's one aspect of it. There's another aspect for a business owner uh when you take a look at how you transact money with a client like in a retail store setting or a service industry setting in order to take credit cards you have to have a merchant account, right? Exactly. In order to get a merchant account, you have to use a personal guarantee. Yes. So so we, even even if you're not looking for millions of dollars, you still have to have some kind of backing
0: so you can transact with your customers outside of your business credit.
1: Absolutely. And I can tell you that uh, being a business owner, I've owned several companies. And you know basically what Heath is saying is, and he's absolutely right, I've had to be a personal guarantor. For my company, when I wanted to do merchant services, that's basically bring in a credit card machine and be able to accept credit card payments from my customers. And the first thing they wanted to look at was my personal credit. Well, if my personal credit wasn't that strong, then chances are I was going to either have to buy the equipment and they were going to charge me higher points or higher rate because my personal credit wasn't strong
2: yeah your your personal credit costs you money one way or the other, or it can save you a lot of money one way or the other so in that in that particular scenario, just like you said, your fees are directly tied the The amount that you pay per transaction the amount of money that comes out of the money that you should be collecting from your customer is directly related to your personal credit
1: absolutely
2: so The better your personal credit is, the more money you're going to get to keep now you're always going to have some kind of fee with a merchant account, but the lower the better obviously. Exactly. And I don't know I don't know of any business that still takes checks. Um, with the exception <laughs> of maybe electronic checks through Walmart or right. through uh, Sam's Club. Right. But if you can't take credit cards, you're on a cash only type of business and that's not good for you.
1: No, you pretty much can run yourself <laughs> out of this. So right. So it's, it's it's
2: it's two sided. You know, you wanna you when we when we look at why we're addressing the personal credit, it's for larger expansion. It's for merchant account service. It's for anything where you still have to use a personal guarantee in any kind of a corporate setting. The okay. the the bigger idea is to keep your social out of the mix on as many different business transactions as you can. But there's a limit to how far you can get by, by going that route. So
0: Absolutely. in the scenarios
2: where you have to use your personal credit, you want to have a strong personal credit profile so that you're you know, you're profitable. It's well, it's all just Go
1: ahead. Let, let me ask you this: When you say a, a strong credit personal profile,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we've talked about this on the show, and we've talked of you know where the range of the scores on your FICO, or your Beacon score, they go you know three fifty to eight fifty, some nine hundred. Where do you where would where would you like to have that your customer on their personal score? And then tell me a little bit about the the score for your business.
2: Well, the when we're talking about personal, there's one thing that consumers need to know, that everybody needs to know about what's happening with the industry right now. We've all heard of the FICO model. Everybody's right. heard of the FICO model. Everybody's familiar with the basic score range. There's a new model being used called the Vantage Scoring System.
0: I've that heard talking about that.
2: It's, it's rolling out real fast. It's been over the last few years. The, the banks and the creditors are still shifting over, but the bureaus are already using the Vantage Scoring System. The Vantage Scoring System has a range that goes all the way up to 900, and it has a letter grade affiliated ABCD along with the credit score. So it's no longer just a number. It's a number and a letter grade, and it's, it's tied together in your payment history, in the diversity of credit accounts on your, on your profile, now I've been doing this since '99. The folks mm-hmm. that I see that have 750s and 800s on the FICO model,
0: mm-hmm. they
2: don't just they don't just have one or two accounts. They've got a mortgage that's in good standing. They've got a vehicle that's in good standing. They've got one or two or maybe three credit cards with nice high credit limits, and they're not not high on usage, 30, 40 right. percent on their usage. Uh, they've got a retail store card. They've got a gas card. And that mm-hmm. diversity along with the payment history, is really what creates a, a, a real solid profile outside of just the number. Exactly. So when, when we address personal credit repair, it's not just looking at what's bad. You want to look at what's helping you, too, because about 30% of your score comes from the last six months' worth of payment history. Wow. So if you got out of high school, you got into college, and everything charged off, you've got a big job ahead of you. You've got to get rid of a lot of those negative accounts and then start reestablishing as well. Okay. And that seems that seems to be a boat that folks miss on the credit repair aspect is it's you wanna you wanna take a look at both the negatives and the positives and fill in any holes on the positives with new no
0: approvals.
1: Well, and I've heard this and, and see if you can address this for me. I've heard that if you have let's say you haven't done any credit activity in the past, say three years, and you've had some negative stuff that the older the stuff is on your credit report, the less weight it has on you. Is that true?
2: Well, the general rule of thumb with credit is the older the better and the lower balance the better. Okay. So as as items age, they do have less weight. Now, there's also the 7- to 10-year time frame that folks think applies to negative credit, and it really doesn't. Um, Negative credit can be updated by bureaus or by creditors or by collectors as often as they want to. And as a result, it restarts that 7- to 10-year clock. Now, positive credit is the other way around. If you have a car loan and you pay it off,
0: 7- uh-huh. to 10
2: years later, that's going to fall off of there. It's just going to disappear like it never happened. Wow! It doesn't seem. I've seen 10- and 15- and 20-year-old bankruptcies that are still on there that folks assumed were gone, but they had never checked to see.
1: Now, and that's business just because they master- kept
2: getting updated.
1: But business credit masters can work on something like that, Correct.
2: Because of the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the FDCPA, those items can legally be removed. Oh, well, the
1: audience, I mean, there it is. You hear it. Um, okay, we can talk credit all day long, but if you would, about business credit masters, what type of time limit do you normally work with
2: as well, far as getting
1: things corrected?
2: Uh, Okay. Well, when we're when we're looking at personal credit, the time frame is always going to vary from one client to the next. Right. Some some folks will be done in two or three months. Other folks, four or five months, six months. Other folks, Mm -hmm. a year. Um, I very seldom have somebody go beyond a year. That's Mm -hmm. in a situation where there's thirty negative items from a bankruptcy that we just you know we get a whole bunch of them off, but there's just a couple that linger. So the first thing we want to do is we want to take a look at the credit report. When we look at the reports, before we bring somebody on board, it's going to tell us what status each account is in, how active the collectors are going after that money, what size of what size the account is as far as how much it is, how old it is, and that'll help us determine a, a general time frame for a client to expect. Okay. So I'm not going to tell anybody any kind of type of time frame for their
0: personal credit until they give me a credit report to look at.
1: You see exactly. 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 No, understand. Understand. Mm-hmm. Well, what about business as far as building building the business credit? The
2: the business credit process um, is a process of timing and and getting applications approved by fulfilling each piece of the lending criteria. Okay. So you start off with a corporation or an LLC has to have an active and a valid tax ID number. Mm-hmm. Has to have a business checking account. Has to have a phone number. Uh, it could be a home-based business. It could be at a commercial location. It just can't be out of a P.O. box.
1: Okay. The, f-
2: the first step is to do some background work to make sure the corporation or LLC is in good standing with the Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. The next step is to either get a DUNS number issued through Dun & Bradstreet or a lot of existing corporations already have one and they don't know it. Right. So we'll locate that information. The next step is to take a look at the Experienced Smart Business Report site to see if that corporation or LLC has an existing file with Experian. Okay. If not, if not, then we want to get one established. Now, the reason that we're doing this background work is that if I get you a credit account to start using, but you don't have a DUNS number, that Mm -hmm. information gets reported into a black hole. It's never going to help you. It's never going to land anywhere. Not good. So, No, that's not good. (laughs) Now, the business credit scores range from 0 to 100, and that's mm-hmm. true for Dun & Bradstreet, Experian, Equifax, Small Business. There's three main credit bureaus that we focus on for business credit. The most important is Dun & Bradstreet. Second is Experian. Third is Equifax. Okay. Now, they're rated that way because of the number of banks that use each as far as uh, credit decision is concerned. The number one source is Dun & Bradstreet. The number two source is, is Experian. And I can name, there's probably three or four banks, period, that use Equifax. Right. So Equifax is the least important. So
0: once we make sure that the Dun & Bradstreet file is in place, that the Experian file is in place, you're going to start off with really easy accounts, net 30 billing accounts, to get
2: you off the ground, to get you some base credit history. Okay. So those net 30 30 billing accounts are designed where you basically place an order with a company. They ship you out some merchandise. You make a payment to them. They report that information onto your credit profile. We use that base credit history to start moving into the revolving accounts, the more valuable accounts.
1: Okay. So okay. from there, you
2: get into office supply accounts that are revolving, where you could charge $100, $150 on a card, either going through their store, going through their website, calling it in over the phone. You pay them $20, 30 a month. That's going to give you the payment history that you need in order to keep on going into the next set of more valuable accounts. Okay. So the idea is to put each piece in place, and the lending criteria is the hardest thing to to nail down, especially if you're trying to fly blind on this. In other words, you cannot get a Visa or a MasterCard account without a personal guarantee for your corporation unless you have at least seven revolving trade lines reporting through Dun & Bradstreet and Experian.
1: Wow. See, this is stuff that no one ever tells you.
2: Right that's that's what i'm saying they're not going to tell you what their lending criteria is that's what we've worked out over the years is what it takes when it takes what the right time is to time out each application
1: okay um so when people get these credit card offers in the mail that will have their name on it and their business name on it mm-hmm. they're basically looking to use your personal social security number because
2: you have a bill Right. You'll never get a pre-approval in the mail that doesn't ask you for your social. Never, gotcha. never, okay. ever, ever. Huh. And they're they're always going to tie it into your personal credit. Now, that's that's okay if you have great personal credit. Uh-huh. Um, except if you don't really look at it for what it's worth, what you're going to have is an account that does not report to your business credit or your personal credit unless you go negative. So right. when you have a personally guaranteed Visa or MasterCard account, Nobody knows about it except you and the bank. Unless you miss,
0: okay. if you miss, they're
2: going to ding your personal credit. They're going to ding your business credit, but at the same time, they're not going to benefit your personal credit in any way, shape, or form for having that business account. So you know, it's a ghost trade line. For some yeah. people, that's what. For some people, that's what they want. For other folks that are, that are looking to build their business credit, that's not the best way to go.
1: Well, he, and, what I'm listen. What uh, to stop you there? What I'm going to say ahead. is. When you say for some people that's what they want, I'm going to beg to differ. For some people, they don't know the difference. They think, like I used to, I would get these offers in the mail for me and my name on it and my business name on it. And I thought that, because I had great credit, and I thought that by getting this credit card, it's going to build my business credit where it reports to everybody. I even got real wise with it. I was a real estate investor at one time, and I would take Large amounts of money to the bank. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then I would open up, say, a certificate of deposit and borrow money against my money, mm-hmm. thinking that that was going to build my business credit. And then I come to find out that uh, this certain bank, Bank of America, mm-hmm. only reported to Bank of America. <laughs> so right.
2: That, that tactic. That <laughs> tactic is about ten years old.
1: Yeah. And exactly. It,
2: it, yeah, and that's, and the other thing that I think folks should be aware of um, is the, the concept of shelf corporations or seasoned corporations. Okay. That's outdated information. It is true. In the 80s and the 90s, if you purchased or acquired a corporation or an LLC that's a couple years old, you've got better borrowing power. Okay. That's no longer true. So That really? happens so fr- No. So, so frequently did that happen. That Dun and Bradstreet caught on to the point and each time management changes, they they update that credit report to basically negate any previous history before the, the new ownership took control. Wow. So if you bought if you buy a
0: shelf corporation
2: today, uh uh-huh. it's just as valuable as if you filed a new corporation today.
1: Wow. So, so things does, to
2: watch out for. It's it's just but, misinformation that's out there.
1: But that's good information to know because um <laughs> Ten years ago that's what I was mm-hmm. doing I would actually right. I had several corporations, and I actually sold some of my corporations because I didn't use them and they right, had years right. on them so basically, you're telling me that by my company starting with you who's fairly new versus someone who bought a shelf corporation, mm-hmm. we're pretty much in the same boat yep
2: that's not wow. the fact and again that's you know that wasn't true in the eighties and the nineties, but this is twenty
0: eleven here in twenty eleven that's that's what's true. So, <laughs> wow. Wow. so, things change. Things change, and I've watched <laughs> things change over the years. And those types of changes are the
2: reason why it's so hard to sift through some of the information that's out there. There's, okay. you know, I've seen over and over again uh, gurus, so to speak, telling people to file their corporation out of a PO box or a UPS store. Right. And there's no no creditor is going to send you a credit card to a UPS store. I can very easily look up on USPS and see that that's what's called a mail drop address. Wow. So don't do it. Use your home address. It's not going to kill you. Use your home address. Use your, your commercial lo- commercial location. Don't bother with a virtual office. Don't bother well, I, with the UPS store or our mailboxes,
0: etc. It won't help you.
1: I can tell you, in as much as you actually working on a company's credit or an individual's credit, you're actually giving really good information to the audience because everything that you talked about was stuff that I used to hear and I used to preach. To people, so now and it
0: wasn't
2: are, it wasn't wrong though it wasn't wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> you know things just change, things just just change. So, but that information stays out there. Wow. And, until, and, and if you're not set up the right way, you're just going to step on your own toes.
1: And that's not necessary. Not when a company like Business Credit Masters is in existence to actually help you alleviate that problem. Well, well, listen. listen let me ask you this, because and. Just all of the information that you're putting out. This sounds like a person can't afford it, or a business you know, can't afford it.
0: <laughs> you know,
2: you know. When we when we started this conversation, you were talking about a company a company that you knew about that's now gone. There there's quite a few different companies that offer um, a business credit program. Most mm-hmm. of them are quite expensive. That's true. Uh, what I've realized over the years is that it makes a lot more sense. Um, to offer a program that's a pay-as-you-go type of program that's something that a brand-new business that's not in the black, you know, they're just starting out, can't afford right. to do. And that's that's really the way that we've structured our price points is so that anybody getting into business, even if they're working full-time right now mm-hmm. and, or, or a part-time job right now and they're looking to work part-time on their corporate or their LLC project, can be able to afford something like this without... Without having to mortgage the house Wow, so that's you know that's the way that it's designed, and it's it's a pay as you go program. It's a monthly program
1: now, are
0: you so locked, each month are, you get what you're supposed to get
1: Are you locked into like a a lengthy contract that it, you have to pay it for twenty four months
2: no we didn't we didn't put that in the contract. Um, not all businesses make it. And right. there's no reason to take somebody that's that's got a, a great idea but it just doesn't make it and turn that into a collection account. It just doesn't make sense. Understand. So so it's all month to month. Whether we're talking personal credit repair, uh or or the business credit program, it's it just didn't make sense to do it that way.
1: Wow. Well I can tell you audience, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to be putting information on our blog um uh, <clears throat> excuse me, about business credit masters and uh, it'll have some links on there. Click on the links, and if if you do nothing else, just send an inquiry to Heath and his people, and let them take a look. Let them contact you. Take a look. Um, I can tell you, I've been talking with Heath for, what, I guess about nine months now?
0: Yeah, I think and,
1: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been about nine months, and I my company is set up with him, um, and I can tell you, I can attest he does what he says he does um, i've already had uh, net thirty accounts hit i've ordered supplies I paid the bill, and i'm ready to move into my next phase of the program so i'm going to put some links on the on our blog where you can click click on these links and submit an inquiry and and get in touch with them if you if you not just if you have a business or you want to start a business. But also on your personal credit. This is stuff that we've been talking about. Credit is key. If you don't have the credit, you're gonna, you're pretty much on a sinking ship, because cash is cash is so volatile, and we see the way things are going around the country. So I'm gonna put that stuff on. Um, Heath, is there anything else you want to share about business credit masters?
2: You know, I think that it's important that. Uh that, that everybody understands that our business is focused around what your business does because each business is different. So when we're looking at financing options moving down the road, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense to tell us what your big plans are. Tell us what you're really looking to do beyond Visa and Mastercard accounts. Are you wow. are you getting into a manufacturing type of
0: setup where you're going to need a big piece of
2: equipment to build or make the product that you're trying to make? Are you trying to promote a website and you need advertising money in the
0: long haul? What What is it that you really need to do?
2: And I want folks to think about that so that when they talk to us, they can tell us more. We do offer the credit program to establish all the way through Visa and Mastercard accounts, but I need to know what you need after that because I've got folks. I've got construction companies that have been with me for two and three and four years. Manufacturing companies. Every time they come through, they need something. You know, if you need to buy a bulldozer, that's what you need to tell me. And that's, those are the types of things that we can, that we can take a look at on a client-by-client on a client basis.
1: Well, that's very interesting because you're actually basically enticing the business owner to think beyond a credit card. What is it that you want to do in your business? And that, I can tell you, you got me thinking over here because uh, eventually I want to buy this, this, this big truck for the company. And it's going to be, I can tell you now, put it out on the air, it's going to be the legally still show truck. And what we're going to do, it's going to be for our live remotes as we go out to different places. Um, but I saw one of these trucks down at the Super Bowl, and it's probably, with all the equipment and everything on it, because I want to have satellite hook up the whole nine yards, it's probably going to run me about a hundred to $120,000. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that you need to know that can actually, as we're working through the program and building the company's credit, these are directions that we can go in, correct?
2: That's correct, and that's why we want to know, because if we're, if we're taking a look at a purchase like that, then we know what the lending criteria is to get you into a loan that size. Wow. So now we're going to look at where the personal credit is, whether or not it has to be involved. We're going to look at getting some vendor quotes for similar vehicles, what kind of blue book Mm -hmm. value there is on them, how much the equipment is going to cost to install, and laying out a a plan for you to be able to do that without spending an arm and a leg and without getting into a loan that's too heavy to cover.
1: Wow. Wow. You're you're actually telling me some stuff, and I I thought I was a pretty learned guy (laughs) here. But uh, you think I learn you know, new thank, things every
0: day, so <laughs> you know.
1: Thank you Heath, for coming on my show and you know sure. rooting me up out of my seat. I appreciate that. That's that's no problem. <laughs> but well, no, thank that's
0: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very good. And listen, audience, I want you to, I want you to contact you. Like I said, I'm going to have some information up on our blog, and you're going to be surprised at the cost. You really are. I'm not going to tell you because I want you to go and take a look at it, but you're going to be surprised at the cost that that Heath, Heath and his company has implemented to actually help you get you to where you need to go. So definitely stay tuned. Heath, listen, I really enjoyed it, and I hope to have you back on the show live in the upcoming future where people can actually call in and talk to you and throw out questions and concerns uh To you, so I hope you accept my offer to be back on the show.
2: Oh, I look forward to it.
1: Well, I tell you he it's been great How's the weather in Colorado by the way?
2: you know it's uh when the when the weather changes here, when we go from April to summer, it always gets wet, so you might get up in the morning and it's sunny out, but by the time you hit the road, it's hailing. And then after the hail's gone, (laughs) after the hail (laughs) dries up, the sun comes back out, and then it rains in the afternoon. But it's getting nice. It's getting nice. It's better than snow.
1: Well, listen, if you ever want to come down (laughs) south over to uh, Florida, hit me up, let me know, because we are hot. We're at about 90. (laughs) (laughs) It's smoking over here, and the humidity is not helping. (laughs) Well. Well, he's listen again. I appreciate having you on the show, um, and I look again. I look to ha- look forward to having you back again, so we can talk more about this. This is going to be an ongoing subject that uh, the Legally Steel Show is going to be talking about throughout the year because I think it is something that is so very important for the in- the individual as well as for the businesses.
2: It really is. I mean, everybody's got everybody has credit. Um, it's it's not. A, there's nothing overnight about understanding it. And as things change, you want to stay on the cutting edge of, of what's going to help you and what's going to hurt you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Heath, listen, enjoy your weekend, and I will be in touch with you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, sir.
2: Thank you. Have a good day. You too.
1: Okay, that was um, that was Heath Kellerman. He was on uh, earlier part of the year, but the information he says, it rings true. It doesn't stop. It's their information you can use. Uh, so, and of course, you heard me talking about blog. It's actually on our website. So, if you go to legallysteelshow dot com, dot com, uh, you can look on uh, our featured guest, and you'll be able to see his photo isn't there. It actually, has a photo of the company. It's uh, about consumer credit or credit, but you can click there and it'll have more information about him if you're interested in taking on some of the some of the attributes of his company. My company has it, and I can tell you, our credit is growing, personal and business credit is growing to um, because some of the things that we're looking at doing aggressively in the upcoming year in 2012. But as, as always, I want to bring you information that you can use, information that you can take and apply it to your life, to your everyday life. And this is a good time. We're at the end of November. We're going into the month of December. This is a good time to do a personal assessment of your situation. Um, look at your credit, look at your budget, look at your taxes, look at your write offs, look at everything that you need to be focused on um, for the upcoming year. It's right around the corner. Don't get caught by surprise. So, as always, thank you for tuning in. I enjoy sharing with you. Again, uh, in about three weeks, we're going to have Ray Charles Jr. He'll be my special guest here on the Legally Steel Show as we talk about life, as we talk about uh, his advocacy work, some of the things that he's doing, uh, and ways that it applied to your life. So we're going to have that celebrity on with us. He's a good friend of mine. We're going to be talking over some good stuff for you. Uh, also, for the month of December, Our time slot, again, changes from uh, 3 p.m. on Saturdays to 11 a.m. on Saturdays, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll be coming at you at 11. Uh, As we grow the show, we may expand our time to, say, 10 to 12 or 11 to 1. But our time will be, official time will be 11 a.m. on Saturdays, Saturday mornings. Um, so you can get that information before you get your day started. So, again, thank you for tuning in, and enjoy your weekend. Try not to spend too much money, and remember those five things I said to avoid. Don't open a store credit card. Don't buy the extended warranty. Don't buy gift cards unless your guest or the person that you're buying it for requests a gift card. Be careful of layaways. Not saying layaways are not a good option, but just be careful of them. And then the last and last, definitely not least, never pay full price. Negotiate everything and always, always, always negotiate your shipping rates. This again, your host, SC Dave, Legally Steel Show. I'll catch you back here next Saturday. Next Saturday, which is the 3rd, we're back on live at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. next Saturday. Peace and enjoy your weekend.